Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Cha-Cha Real Smooth, the second feature from Cooper Rafe, whose film Shithouse we covered on the podcast back in the middle of the pandemic, the never-ending pandemic. Uh, but we it was a really like fun discovery in the middle of that time just spent at home just finding these new weird indie films and uh, ended up on i believe if i'm remembering correctly uh josh bell jason harris and i we always do the end of the year top 10 episode and i think it was the only movie that was on all three of our top 10s if not it was uh, mentioned on all three of our top 10s we all loved it that's what i'm trying to say and cooper rafe is back with a new movie cha-cha real smooth it's on apple tv plus and joining me to talk about it is daniel howitt from next best picture and we have a great time talking about it and that's coming up here in a second so before we get to the conversation i do want to remind you as always to make sure you're subscribed to piecing it together wherever you listen to podcasts you can rate and review us on apple podcasts or spotify or on Podchaser or good pods where they recently have released per episode discussion forums so if you listen to this episode and you think we missed some puzzle pieces you could just comment right there and let us know about what puzzle pieces we missed definitely uh do that we'd love to hear from you and you could also of course uh follow us on social media at piecing pod and get in touch there and join our facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces where we continue the conversation about everything going on in movies nowadays and last but not least, I got to mention our Patreon. We do have the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus content from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. Uh, speaking of my music career, I just finished scoring a film, and uh, I believe at the time that this is going up, it's premiering tonight. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know how that went next week. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have some new music on the Patreon soon. You can check it out. It's patreon.com slash by David Rosen. So let's go talk about Cha-Cha Real Smooth. All right, we've got Daniel Howitt back with us to talk about Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Daniel, you cha-chaing over there? I am cha-chaing. And look, let me tell you, it's pretty smooth. It is. It is. That's one thing I would say if I was describing you, you know, but maybe in the intro I'll do it. You know, maybe I'll say this guy is coming up on the show. He's going to be talking about this movie. He's a smooth cat. Wow. Wow. I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you. That, but to be honest, uh, no one has ever described my dancing that way. So mm. like, if yeah. I just have to confess that to you, but yeah. 
That's why we're movie podcasters. Right. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we said last time you were on the show, you'd be back for Cha Cha Real Smooth. I'm happy that we're actually doing it. And yes. uh, I'm happy the movie lived up. I mean, I, I told you I loved Shit House, his last movie. Uh, we covered it on the show last year. And um, I had been looking forward to seeing what he would do next. I'll just get this out of the way, like right up front before we start getting into puzzle pieces. I, I think I like Shit House a little more, um, okay. but I'm still super excited to see. I, I think he's such an interesting uh, filmmaker, uh, writer, and performer uh, yeah. as an actor as well. Uh, really an exciting person in uh, independent film right now. And yeah, I mean, o overall, though, this movie really lived up to what I was hoping for. I can't remember if I said this when, because I, I, you know, I plugged Cha-Cha Real Smooth on, on uh, the Turning Red episode. Uh, I don't remember if I had said this, but I actually hadn't watched Shithouse at that time i actually sure. only watched it last week for the first mm -hmm. time yeah. um and i don't know it's funny i don't know if so you like shithouse better i like cha-cha real smooth better i don't know if it's because that was the one we saw first i, I don't know possibly they, they are remarkably similar um mm -hmm. you know they're different in, in in a lot of ways but uh but you know kind of the voice like his voice is clear in both both of them i feel like absolutely clear and totally present in both yeah. of them like you really get a sense of who this this kid is um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting going through some puzzle pieces here. I mean, I, I feel like this is a kind of movie that we've seen before, but at the same time, we haven't seen it from Cooper Rafe. We haven't seen it yeah. from like this yeah. particular point of view and especially this particular generation. I think that he kind of like, whether he wants to or not, I think he probably does to a degree, uh, is kind of representing a new generation and that's part of what makes his movies interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean... That's part of what I, you know, in, in notes for for some of the pieces that I put together. That's that's part of it. But I mean, this this, I don't, you know, I don't know where his age. I don't know where the where the, the generation dividing line is. Either Gen Z or millennial. Uh, he's right on the line either way. And yeah. you know, we've we've all that got that anxiety. I'm only a few years older than him, and there's mm -hmm. that anxiety that we all have. And uh, uh, I think he comments on uh, comments on it in really simple yet really effective ways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's start getting into some puzzle pieces, and we'll get into everything that's working and not working, and everything else about this movie along the way. But what do you got for your first piece? So I, I I'll go with my most obvious one, or what I think is the most obvious one, mm -hmm. uh, right up front. It's the Graduate. Sure. I think you know the Graduate is sort of the OG quarter life crisis movie, and um, <laughs> and few have done it done it better than than the Graduate. Obviously, you know it's it's a classic, it's one of the best of all time. And um, I definitely see pieces of that in Cha Cha Real Smooth. It's this young dude coming home from college, feeling aimless. Um, he de develops an attachment for an older woman. Obviously, the nature of their relationships is quite different. But yeah, you know, so many so many coming of age movies are about kids or teens, and, and I and and I love those sorts of movies but i you know i think the early 20s is one of the most you know formative times in in many people's lives and um and and right after college there's just this angst this what's next yeah. where am i going what am i going to do who am i going to become and i think both uh the graduate and cha-cha real smooth in in their own very different ways vastly different generations um yeah. comment on it really really well so that's 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 why i picked the graduate yeah, no, it, it's on my list as well. I, absolutely. I it, It's funny, not on my list, but I think is worth bringing up anyway is uh, Garden State, 
which sure. I, I feel like, you know, that for the early 2000s, that, that's Zach Braff trying to make his The Graduate. And now we've got this moment, we've got Cooper Rafe trying to make his The Graduate. And for sure. yeah, there, there's so many, uh, so many comparisons that could be made there between the younger guy, older woman, the, the aimlessness, the trying to find your place and that angst that, you know, really, I think, like you said, every generation feels it yeah. in maybe slightly different ways, but it's always there for everybody. So yeah, great, great great first piece to to throw in there. I'll go with my first piece, which is going to be Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation. Mm, Bill okay. Murray and Scarlett Johansson as just these two people who meet each other at a point in their lives that they have such a great connection, but it's just not the right time. And this is all they're going to get out of their their relationship is this moment that we're seeing. And uh, it, it's sad, but at the same time, it's great that they even got to have that moment. And uh, I think that's what makes the movie special is is seeing these two people uh, having that together, even if you know that that's basically all that's going to be. That's good. That's good. That didn't that didn't occur to me, but I really like that a lot. Um, Yeah, that's I love the relationship in Cha Cha Real Smooth. Like what I think he did really well is that uh, I really wanted them to be together. Uh, Do we get into spoilers here? Uh, Sorry. Sure. Spoil away. Yeah, I really, I mean, I really wanted them to get together. And I think the movie crafts it in such a way that it makes, it does a really good bait and switch where it, yeah. it makes us believe that it's that type of movie. It's just, this is just a romantic comedy and, you know, it's going to be a happy ending and it is a happy ending, but not, not at all what you think it's going to be. And, uh, and yeah, I think Lost in Your Translation is a very interesting comparison there. Yeah. Right on, right on. And, uh, yeah, and, I, and I'll just say, I'll just add one more thing there, but, um, as to the ending and as to where they're going, like you said, it's 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 such a crowd-pleasing movie, but at the same time, it, you're still pleased and happy, even though, you know, the guy doesn't get the girl. Yeah. And the guy's still basically aimless. He He's is. Just may, may, maybe just a little bit better off than he was yeah. before. I love yeah. that. I think the, the moment uh, when, uh, what's his name, Joseph, the fiancé? Uh-huh. Uh, comes to the car toward the end and just like thanks him for loving his family. Yeah. Like knocked me out because I, yeah. y- you think that's about to be a very different altercation. Sure. Uh, and he just thanks him. And but, it's like, by the way, that guy is great. Raul Castillo. I, I, I've only seen him in a few things. He was in that We the Animals, yeah, which was yeah. just so, he's so good in that. And uh, yeah, he's, he's becoming one of those that guy actors, yeah. you know? He's, he's, he's a good, like, detached asshole he's not he's not an asshole in this movie but like he he's just just detached enough to where you think he's an asshole yes. and then and then you kind of realize oh no that's just andrew andrew thinks he's an asshole that's it sure. <laughs> and yeah. he's no he's actually a fine person yeah so, uh that was <laughs> yeah great. i think that's really well written that's a good pick so what do you got for your next one okay so one th- uh one that really randomly popped in my head as i was thinking about this um was leave no trace from 2018 um okay I, I was thinking about Andrew's relationship with everybody in his life, but especially his family. And he, he has this like make happy complex. He's like there to like care for the people in his life. Like he feels compelled to care for Domino. Mm-hmm. Um, you get this sense when they, they talk about um, <clears throat> his mom's like bipolar episodes or, or, you know, kind of, we don't know a lot of what happened there. Sure. You get this sense of Andrew as this like, he feels the need to protect and need to like stand up for or whatever for all the people in his life. He does it for um, Lola. He stands up for Lola throughout. And so uh, I thought about Leave No Trace, um, you know, wildly different movie, but um, it has Thomas and Mackenzie's character, Tom, 
as again this like she's the adult in the relationship she is sure. the she is the caretaker of her father who's not not doing well at taking care of her and putting her in bad situations um and it just kind of weighs on her and so i think it weighs on her in so many different ways than andrew and cha-cha real smooth um but i don't know i just saw this relationship there between these two films of this children feeling feeling this pressure to care for the people in their lives yeah Um, yeah yeah. no that that's really interesting i i I definitely wouldn't have thought of that one but um that that is really interesting because yeah that that kind of relationship with a parent like that's going to continue like you're you're not going to just have to take care of your parent and then uh not take that with you into other relationships going forward and and the the that character uh that thomas and mckenzie plays and then this character that cooper rafe plays they're both you could tell that like that's just going to be a part of them going forward like and obviously obviously andrew is a very privileged kid like you know he's not in a bad situation like like tom is and leave no trace but you, yeah, I still see those hints, like that beautiful scene he has with his mom toward the end where he just feels compelled to say, hey, I I had a really happy childhood and I look fondly back on those years, you know, whatever he mm. says. And that scene just knocks me out. It feels like minor in the movie, but that scene, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a dad now, but it just like knocks me out uh, yeah. how simple what he says is and mm. just how meaningful it is. Uh, and yeah. Leslie Mann is so good she's so good at uh tearing up at just the right moments so (laughs) sure yeah yeah no she's great she is uh i will go with my next piece which uh to me i feel is the most obvious one and that's the wedding singer um adam sandler 98 i mean you know you got this kind of dorky jewish dude who you know instead of a wedding singer is a jewish party starter at a at a bar mitzvah and they're they're both at very different times in our lives when we meet them but they're both very emotional and sensitive and not really great at being in love with people uh kind of guys that really need to do some growing up you know and uh while everything else goes in different directions story-wise uh the characters themselves i think are pretty close you're you're right. I haven't seen the wedding singer in years, so that's why it didn't uh, it didn't pop out to me. But you're exactly right. Those are remarkably similar. The wedding singer is so good, and it I is. haven't seen it in a long time either. It's on my rewatch list to like get get that back in again sometime soon because uh, it it's just so good and it's dark and it's weird yeah. and it's just uh, it's the best I think of early Sandler. Oh, absolutely. It's it's when he was it, one of his most earnest roles, which yeah. I which I really like. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you got next? Uh, so one that's less uh, thematically uh, attached to Cha Cha Real Smooth, but also ju- but just some uh, character connections. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the Peanut Butter Falcon. Sure. For for obvious reasons, uh, d- both films feature Dakota Johnson caring for a person with special needs, and mm-hmm. um, well, well, the lead of the, the male lead of that movie goes on a journey of discovery. Um, and what I love about both movies is their portrayal of the, the the person with special needs is is kind of quietly like revolutionary um sure uh zach i don't know how to pronounce the name Gotsigan um in the peanut butter falcon I think that's right and then vanessa burkhardt in in cha-cha real smooth they're both excellent actors not not great performers like with an asterisk they're great in sure. their roles um yeah and uh and the movies don't just use them for like window dressing they're they're really vital contributors to the story and so um, yeah, I just found that really interesting that Dakota Johnson has done two of those in pretty close succession two similar, similarly driven stories. Um, and both really successfully in my opinion. 
Yeah, no, Dakota Johnson is so good. Mm. Um, she, she she's just really really great, and it, it's it's weird because a lot of her movies I feel like they don't get uh, enough attention. Like they, we're recording this right before Cha Cha Real Smooth comes out. I mean, critics have been loving it, but we'll see how general audiences uh, respond to it. Once it's a it's small out, movie, but yeah, yeah, it's a smaller movie, Apple TV and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, she's just great though, and these movies that she's been doing have been so interesting. And the Peanut Butter Falcon is fantastic, and yeah, the way that it it does like real genuine representation, and like you said, it's not like just an asterisk great performance it really is you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah the, this girl i think it's her first role and she does a so. great job yeah. yeah yeah and and i think you know uh cooper has talked about in interviews um how he, he for some of their scenes together he really considered dakota johnson like a co-director like some of their chemistry was just them figuring the scene out as they go and i think you know, for, for somebody who really, truly got big from, you know, something like the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, you know, not mm-hmm. known for their quality, uh, yeah. she's really making a great career out of just these really naturalistic, quiet roles. And I think yeah. she's, I think she's really killing it. Yeah. It must be intimidating uh, to be like a Cooper Rafe and acting against her. <laughs> yeah. That, that, mu- that must be, uh, that must be kind of tough, I'd yeah. imagine. But... Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> uh right on i'll go for my next piece and this is more of a a, a grouping of films uh duplass brothers films in general or maybe even just the whole entire mumblecore you know genre i guess if i was gonna pick like a specific movie maybe jeff who lives at home uh I, i couldn't pick like specifically specifically which ones i wanted to go with it's really more of just a vibe you know what i mean that that kind of indie uh just kind of um hang out like cool character who's doesn't have it all together kind of thing which they really excel at in their movies and uh i i'm sure that the duplass brothers are are some of the kind of independent film directors that uh cooper rafe has probably looks up to at least from the last generation well do you know the story about the connection to the Duplass brothers? I don't actually. Is there like a specific one? Yeah. So, so Jay Duplass is the reason Cooper Rafe kind of got his career kickstarted. Oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah. So your <laughs> your puzzle piece is right on. Yeah. I, uh, so for shit for shit house, he had he he made on his own like a fifty minute short film that was roughly the same story as shit house, mm-hmm. and uh, he tweeted it to Jay Duplass and said something to the effect of "I bet you won't click this link" or something something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or bet you bet you won't watch my short or something like that. And uh, he did watch it. And then they, they met up and like he gave him a lot of feedback, encouraged him to make it a feature. And kind of he didn't actually have a credit on Shithouse, but like uh, it sounds like he kind of produced the movie a little bit from afar. Right. Uh, huh. So. So, yeah, you, I think you, you made the exactly right choice there. That's awesome. That that is great. I I love that. And yeah. I mean the Duplass brothers, they have their hands in so much stuff when it comes to independent film. I yeah. mean, that makes so much sense that they'd be there right, oh, yeah. just right, right there for this next uh generation of of smaller independent filmmakers. So that's great. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So what do you got next? All right, so this is my last one that I have here, and it's almost famous. Sure. So, uh, you know, much like uh Andrew and Cha-Cha Real Smooth, uh Williams like He's fully ready to be grown. He's younger than Andrew. I think if I'm not mistaken, it's been a little while since I've seen it. I think he's still like barely in high school. That um, sounds about right. Yeah. And he's pretending to be an adult. And so I think what I think what's funny is 
that he's a kid actually pretending to be an adult. And I almost feel like Andrew and Chacha real smooth is an adult pretending to be more grown. Like he, he wants to be in his thirties, forties, yeah. uh, settling down, married, marry Domino, take care of their kid. And like, ha- you know, happily ever after. Uh, but re- in reality, he's like, whatever, 22. And yeah. so, um, Working at meat sticks. <laughs> Working at meat sticks. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, you know, they both get hypnotized by these women, you know, uh, who, who, in a lot of ways, it's, I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say Domino's like a manic pixie dream girl, like uh, Kate Hudson's character in, um, in Almost Famous, but, but they, they do kind of just represent this, like, unattainable thing in both yeah. films. Um, and bo- in both characters really become convinced that they're supposed to be together. And, mm-hmm. um, when like, like you described, um, for, um, uh, for Lost in Translation, it's really just this moment in time that they're supposed to cross paths and then they're going to move on, move on to bigger yeah. and better things. So, um, yeah, I thought that was very much the coming of age, uh, that, that, that really fit Cha-Cha real smooth. Yeah, no, that, that's a good one. And, uh, I, I, like we were just saying, like this movie, it's not out to the general public yet. We're not sure how it's going to be received, but uh, I, I feel like that manic pixie dream girl comment, like that, that's, I'm worried that some people might think that about yeah. this relationship, you know, and it, it it's not like, it's I not. do think it's like, it's like a totally realized character. Um, but I do think that that's like where maybe people won't, or maybe just the feel good thing. People don't like feeling good. Sometimes, yeah. I, I, I do think you're right. I think, I think because I think Twitter's dumb. So it's going to be one of those things where so many critics love it. So there's going to be people who hate it, but yeah. I, I do, I would understand if somebody just does a really, um, surface level reading of cha-cha real smooth, I could understand why you would say Manic Pixie Dream Girl, but I, but I agree with you. It's not that's not right. Like Domino really is a very fleshed out character. Um, yeah, it almost needs a new a new term because it's just it's really just this character, like I said, that represents something unattainable to Andrew. Like I don't th- I I wonder how fleshed out Domino is to Andrew, or mm-hmm. is she just this you know this ideal that he wants to go after he wants to settle down i don't know i mean maybe she is a fully fleshed out character like person in his mind i'm not sure right yeah it's hard to say and especially at the moment that he's in it's like it's kind of and he is you know the narrator i mean it's his movie 100 percent. so like yeah what 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 she represents you know to that point uh, i'll go to another piece i've got two more pieces here um but you know this is you know it's like a sundance type thing and you know that kind of speaks to that same kind of a uh you know vibe that you know some people just kind of I don't know, shy away from, I guess, but I thought of me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Oh, so good. Uh, I love that movie. It's such a great movie. And, you know, just about these people that are are kind of either broken or sad or there's something, you know, that's just not right that are all finding each other. And that that's kind of the vibe I get here, you know, that that's really, really what it's all about. And, you know, that kind of goes back to the Lost in Translation piece, you know, um, it's just a, a feeling of of these people that need that connection and they find that connection in this very particular moment. And yeah, I, I agree. I love that movie too. I haven't seen that in far too long. I might not have seen it since like 2015 when it came out. I mean, yeah. but I love that movie a lot. It's a good pick. Awesome. My last piece, um, this one could have probably gone along with the Duplass brothers, but Bob Byington's Seven Chinese Brothers. Have you seen this? I uh, have not. I don't, I'm not even sure if I've heard of it. Okay, yeah. Not, not a lot of people have, uh, have seen it from what I've 
from what I've gathered, but I, I love this movie so much. It stars Jason Schwartzman. I actually just uh, guested on the Caged In podcast, Caged In Coppola Connections, uh, talking about this movie. I picked it as like my pick to talk about because I love it so much. And it's just about this uh, just kind of lovable, depending on your point of view, kind of wisecracking, kind of losery guy who who's probably pretty depressed, probably doesn't have very high aspirations for himself and is just he he kind of uh you know this isn't giving anything away his kind of goal is at one point to get his job back at like an auto repair shop like that that's it like that that's the end of his goal you know and he spends his whole time just joking with people and not taking anything serious and you can imagine how that would be quite grating for some people but uh if you if you get it and you dig that kind of sense of humor it's a really great movie and Jason Schwartzman is so good in it and and it's you know it's definitely got that same kind of a vibe like the Duplass brothers and that's what a lot of Bob Byington's other films are like as well yeah I mean I, from your from your description I can definitely see the relation between that and Cha-Cha Real Smooth and Andrews yeah he's not he's not I, I think a lesser version of this movie would be that Andrews character would be like a wannabe filmmaker or like some some super high lofty goals sure uh, no he just wants to work at this local nonprofit down the street like that he yeah. can walk to from his house you know yeah uh, like a bearded and, guy <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. and uh so yeah i i think that's great that it's it's very grounded and realistic in that way yeah absolutely so our Puzzle pieces we talked about are The Graduate, Lost in Translation, Leave No Trace, The Wedding Singer, The Peanut Butter Falcon, The Duplass Brothers Films, Almost Famous, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, and Seven Chinese Brothers, and we squeezed Garden State in there too, why not? Yes, so, yes. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, a lot of that coming of age, a lot of that, um, you know, just a moment in time for a kind of person kind of movie. Uh, I think this just fits in so well with that stuff. Um, are, are there any, any closing thoughts you had on cha-cha real smooth stuff we didn't get to while going through pieces? No, nah, I really, I really was trying to look for, um, like arrested development characters, mm-hmm. like these kids, like uh, adults who, uh, you know, are kind of stuck where they are. I could, I, I, I feel like there's movies that are like right on the tip of my tongue that I just couldn't get there as puzzle pieces. Sure. Um, but no, I, I, I'm in love with this movie. I think this, this is like, if I could boil, if I could boil a movie genre down, like all the way down, hyper specific, this is it. Like this whole, you know, (laughs) quarter life crisis. I'm in, I relate. I have gone through my quarter. I am in my quarter life crisis. I'm, I'm there. Uh, and, (laughs) uh, you know, the gentle comedy it's not like this isn't like a massive laugh out loud comedy even though there are really funny moments um but yeah i just i really i'm really into it i'm really into this movie a lot yeah absolutely and i'm really excited i think he he did a tv show is coming up next i saw that and then he's got a movie called the trashers um Mm -hmm. with david harbour i believe that he's not going to be acting in so it'll just be his first one just directing and and uh writing yeah, that'll be interesting because, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, Shithouse does share a lot in common with this. So it'll be interesting to see him, you know, branching out and doing something a little bit different. So uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, how that how that comes together. But yeah, no, this was great. Yeah, I, I asked him about that. I, I got to talk to Cooper. I, he said that uh, that he's very excited to not act in a movie like yeah. that he's he's <laughs> very much excited for that. He's like, no, I, I want to write and direct it. I'm, I'm in. So. Uh, nice. I asked him if it would be weird. He's like, no, 
No, not nice. going to be weird. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, uh, last time you were on, we were we were talking Pixar. We were talking Turning Red. And this weekend, we've got this on Apple TV Plus, and we've got Lightyear in theaters. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, people will uh, actually watch Turning Red finally. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then also watch this while they're at it. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. Was there any movies you watched recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners, Daniel? Uh, so can I cheat and do a TV show? Go for it. Let's <laughs> Okay, great. Uh, I, I, I've been, I'm one episode away from finishing Made. Uh, it's from last year. So this is not a very recent thing. It's from like last mm-hmm. October. Uh, but I'm just blown away by it. Um, it's on Netflix, uh, Margaret Qualley playing a mom, uh, a young mom, uh, who like is kind of escaping a... Uh, an abusive situation um, and just basically struggling as a single mom trying to care for her kid and being broke. And it's, it, yes, it, it kind of is as depressing as it sounds, um, uh-huh. but it's like, you know, it's real. It's, that's, that's a very, unfortunately, very real story. And I think this uh, show does a really good job of keeping it light for as serious as the content is, but keeping it light and, um, and not really shying away from the gravity of it either. So um, I've, I'm super uh, impressed with Margaret Qualley. Uh, yeah, this this is, the show has been really uh, like sticking with me, like sticking in my in my brain. That's why that's why I wanted to cheat and have it as a show because I'm like sure. it's just stuck in my brain right now. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard great things about it, and Margaret Qualley is awesome. I mean, mm. I've only seen a few things with her so far, but I mean, everything she's been great. So. I uh, definitely have to check that out. Awesome. Daniel, why don't you tell people where they can find you and everything you're up to? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at HowitDK. That's H-O-W-A-T-D-K. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. I'm glad we were able to make this one happen. And we'll see. Maybe we'll get you back again sometime soon. That'd be great. I love it. On the Vintage Video Podcast, we'll be reviewing every single wide release of the 1980s in chronological order. Over 250 episodes to enjoy and thousands more to come. John enters the store now to order another can of ether. I picture him outside like Homer with the gasohol. <laughs> one for you, one for me. I also like to think about that the kids renew their vow not to talk about the murder. By, by murdering <laughs> someone. <laughs> They're taking a blood oath with someone else's blood. This stuff is seven times more powerful than uranium. And yeah. they, they open up the vault that it's contained in, not wearing any kind of protective nope. gear. Yeah. And it's wooden crates. Wooden crates. It's like the guys in Chernobyl picking up the graphite rocks yeah. and going, man, because there's rocks. Hugging the elephant foot. <laughs> just like, oh, this thing's smooth. It's so warm. He turns to dial the number from the classified ad without even thinking about the numbers. <laughs> we know this because we can hear his thoughts. And he's talking about how AJ was right that ninjas are misdirecting him. They're misdirecting I really wish that he'd turn to the funny like, six, six. Vintage Video. We're rewatching the 80s so you don't have to. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Thank you to Daniel Howitt for joining me on that one. Uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth is great. You should go watch it if you haven't yet. It's on Apple TV Plus. And also check out Shit House and listen to the episode that Jason Harris and I did on that back in 2020. Uh, that is a great movie as well. Very excited to see what else Cooper Rafe does. 
So, uh, if you enjoyed the conversation, make sure to let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You can rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser or Spotify or Good Pods. And if there's a five-star button, we would really appreciate it if you hit the five-star button and maybe leave a little review. You could also uh, drop in the comments there over on Good Pods. Let us know uh, if we missed any puzzle pieces you think we should have brought up or just whatever else you think about what we're doing here on Piecing It Together. Also, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Don't forget to check out PiecingPod.com, my website, where I, uh, of course, post all the episodes, but uh, there's also other stuff on there, too. Links to all the guest appearances I've done on other podcasts, and uh, I think there's other stuff, too. There's probably other stuff. Check it out, PiecingPod.com. You should check that out. Uh, We also have that produced by David Rosen Patreon. I told you about it at the top of the show, but I'll quickly mention it again. Uh, We have a bunch of advanced episodes of Piecing It Together on there right now. Uh, We're about to post a new awesome movie year bonus episode on there. And I just finished scoring a film, so I'm finally going to be able to dedicate some more time to getting some new music ready to post on there, some stuff that's going to be exclusive to the Patreon. So that is going up very soon. So again, it's patreon.com slash by David Rosen. Lots of great content. Check it out. And speaking of music, let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And whenever I'm covering a movie that's very Jewy, like Cha Cha Real Smooth, I do use it as an opportunity. Instead of playing one of my instrumental tracks, I play something from my old Jewish comedy rap group, Fakakta. So I'm going to play Bub Step to close us out today. Hope you enjoy Bub Step. It's from the album You Took Us For Granted. We'll be back and more piecing it together real soon. Bub step, come on, Bubby, you can do it. Get up off the ass, come on and shake that booty. It's time to get down and tear up the floor. Don't forget to take an advantage and lift the tour. You got the rest of your life to play words with friends. So tonight we're gonna party until the world ends. DJ Ivy DOG on the ones and twos. So I'll mix a load of pocket into the crew. Take a bus to the mall. You don't wanna This is Bub Step. It's the best song yet. Yeah, when we're done, we'll go home and we can Netflix and Kvetch. Rolling in your scooter, don't understand computers. Bub Step. Get the fuck up. Vodka in your fruit juice, you know it's time to let loose. Bub Step. Get the fuck up. All my septuagenarians, octogenarians in the cafeteria. Hope you're not vegetarian, cause the special is meatloaf. Go to the salon and get your style on all my sex. Independent living Bookstep Honey, that velour 
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.